1: Well, protesting students at Wits University and other institutions have brought the issue of higher education on the agenda. Now, the protests uh, this week raising uh, issues around financial exclusion of poor students in particular, and also the difficulties that uh, were faced by those students who who need funding from the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Mukhopi Mapulani is the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education, Science and Technology. Good morning and thank you for your time today.
2: Good morning, Kathy, and thanks for having me and good morning to your listeners.
1: You know, this this issue of higher education has been with the country for a number of years. The reality is that it has been it has been on the agenda of students for a number of decades, including since the transition to democracy. But 2015 became a real turning point, and it it became part of the agenda of the government as well, in a way that we had never seen it before. And yet, despite the work that has been done, we still find ourselves in a situation where students are making the very same demands that they were making Five years ago. Why is it that nothing has changed? At least as as your view as somebody who chairs the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education, in many ways, you are the constituency or the committee that holds uh, these institutions to account for the work that they're doing.
2: Yes, you are correct, uh, Katie uh, But maybe before I get into that, <coughs> I think it's a uh, it's appropriate for me to take this opportunity to uh, send our condolences to the Zulu nation on the passing on of their monarch, the King Goodwill Zolitini. We bow our head in honor of, uh, of uh, the King uh, Goodwill Zolitini. On the issue that we have asked on uh, <clears throat> the protest that we are experiencing currently in institutions of higher learning, we have um, uh, extended our condolences on the passing of a, of a gentleman who was killed by the police uh, during the student protest on Tuesday. Mm. Um, we we really that it was unnecessary for the police to have used excessive force in controlling the student protest because we know that uh, a protest is a democratic right that is enshrined in the constitution Uh, the students have a right to protest to engage in peaceful protest to raise their grievances so it was really it was really unnecessary for the police to have acted in the manner that they did which led to the loss of life, uh, we, we really mourn that. Uh, we think that in future the police should uh, act with maximum restraint when they get confronted with a situation where they have to manage public protest. Casey, on Wednesday, we, we had a discussion with the department and the National Student Financial Aid Scheme, uh, where we discuss these issues. Now, you know that uh, I think what sparked this protest is the shortfall funding to NSFAS, which resulted in a situation where NSFAS was not able to make funding decisions available to the, especially the first entering students, the first-year students at universities. And therefore, that created serious difficulties Where students were not able to register, where they were not sure whether they are going to be funded or not. You'd recall, Katie, that when the minister tabled his budget some few weeks back, he made a commitment that uh, no eligible student who's is deserving is not is going to be left unfunded. But unfortunately, that commitment did not come with any financial allocation. When we look at the budget that were tabled in Parliament, there was not an additional cent that was allocated to cover the shortfall that NSFAS is experiencing. So, as a result of that, I think it created panic in the system. NSFAS was not able to make funding decisions available because it was going to be contrary to the to the Public Finance Management Act. Because any money that gets committed is money that must be made available. So they were not able to move as a result of that. So we really want to take this opportunity to welcome the announcement as it was made yesterday by the Minister of uh, Higher Education, Science and Innovation, Dr. Blayton Zimande. That cabinet has decided to make available approximately 7 million to cover the shortfall and therefore the funding decisions are going to be made available to the students and they will start registering, I think, as from today.
1: Sure. Mr. Mapulani, the issues that are being raised by students who continue to protest... Are broader than just the difficulties that had been experienced by the national student financial aid scheme and and I want us to get into some of those issues because some of them point to the work that has not been done to truly tackle You know, the problems that are faced by students from different backgrounds at university level. We're in conversation with Mothopi Mapulani. He's the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education, Science and Technology. And we'll continue our talk after this. You're live on The Talking point. And for this half hour, we're taking a look at the higher education funding crisis. Um, it has culminated in a crisis because year on year, we see students that are excluded from institutions of higher learning. The problem is complex and therefore the solution itself also needs to attend to the complexity of the problem. Joining us is Moshubi Mapulani, who is the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Higher higher education, science and technology. Mr. Mapulani, I was asking you about the other grievances that are being raised by students. You know, yesterday's announcement primarily dealt with those students who use NASFAS funding or who are able and qualify to access NASFAS funding, what happens to the missing middle students? Because they're the ones who are also protesting now about financial exclusion. They have high debt. They have no way of paying this debt and would want to continue with their studies.
2: You're correct, Katie. Um, The question of the missing middle, which is uh, primarily rife at first, I think that is it's one of the universities that is experiencing this problem the most It's an issue that I think our democratic government continues to faced with uh currently we do not have solutions to that uh to that problem, and I think it's something that uh the sooner the government finds a solution, but it would have to be a solution that involves the private sector. Because as it is, now government is overstretched in terms of making resources available. Now, what we know to be the policy of government is that uh, the primary focus is on the students from the working class and poor backgrounds. Those are funded completely, their tuition and accommodation and all other allowance have been paid to them. But the difficulty is with the with the missing which as we see it now there is not really a solution to to that problem in as far as the the policy intervention from government so it really requires that the universities must also be flexible themselves when they deal with because if there are students on the system who are performing academically well uh, they must be allowed to continue, mm. and a solution must be found as to how they will, uh, those students will be supported financially.
1: Of course, of course, one of one of the difficulties there is the fact that these students that you're speaking about, and and you're saying government doesn't have a solution for them. It's been at least four years since we had. Uh, the commissioning of the Heha Commission into Higher Education. That brought up its own suggestions for how the funding of missing missing middle students could be undertaken, looking at different hybrid models, like you're saying, involving the private sector. But it seems to have just been left at that report. And I want to know from you, as the chairperson of the portfolio committee, who has the opportunity of holding the Minister of Higher Education to account, what is it that you have asked the minister about these students and have you been satisfied with the rate of delivery on this issue?
2: Unfortunately, Katie, we were not satisfied with the rate of progress on this issue. Last year, we had a discussion with the minister on this very issue. Um, the minister did commit that, uh, I think he said by the end of this year, We would like to see a situation where by this matter is concluded there is a a policy position on the side of government. Working with the private sector, the banks, uh, for instance, one of the options that uh, the minister was talking about, which we all supported, was looking into the possibility of getting uh, loans available at very favorable rates so that the students can be supported, and as soon as they, are, they have com- completed their studies, they can start repaying the loan. Uh, so that is one of the options that the minister was talking about, but it has not trans- transpired, and uh, we also are not very happy about that situation, because it can be year after year that uh, the missing middle students are raising the same issue. <clears throat> You'd recall, Katie, that in a 2017 conference in NASRAC, the ruling party, the African National Congress, also took a position on the issue of the missing misinvasion, that uh, an intervention must be found where government would develop a policy working with the private sector to address this issue. But uh, up to so far, not much progress has
1: been registered but, okay. in this part. So, the difficulty here, Mr. Mapulane, is that as we have this conversation, you and me are not speaking from the same level. You know, I am not a member of parliament and I'm certainly not the chairperson of a committee. So, when you say that the delivery on some of these issues has not been satisfactory, you also sound like somebody who's like, well, we've done what we could. Is Is that enough? Is that enough for somebody who I would imagine wields a significant amount of influence in the position that that you hold?
2: Certainly, Kate, that's not what I'm saying. All what I'm saying is that government has not registered significant progress in this front. And it's a matter that we we are concerned about, we're disappointed about. And I think that... uh, We will continue to exercise our oversight and hold the government accountable and make sure that uh, what government has committed, including the ruling party, gets realized. So as I said, we had a discussion with the minister last year. He committed himself that he would like to see this matter being resolved by government as a matter of ages. We have not had a follow-up discussion. And then next week on Wednesday, we want to have a conversation with FED. We've invited them already. Then, together with the, the Student Leadership, the SRC. Soon after that, we'll be having a follow-up engagement with the minister to look at the totality of the issues that affect the students in higher education. It's about access. It's about academic exclusion. It's about accommodation for students. It's a whole host of issues that I think we will find time, invite the minister, and engage with the minister. But you'd appreciate, Katie, that uh, our role is to hold government accountable on the policies that government has set itself up. So we, we, we can't determine policy ourselves, parliament. We can only hold government to account on what government has stated that it's going to do given its own resources.
1: What what does that accountability entail? Does it entail looking and, as you're saying, expressing disappointment where policy objectives are not being met? Is that where it stops?
2: No, no, it doesn't stop from there. Remember, uh, government receives allocation from Treasury, every department, and uh, from that allocation that they receive, they develop their annual performance plan, they say, given the kind of resources that we have, this is what we are going to do. And then we agree with them. So we hold them accountable for performing the functions, uh, the targets that they set for themselves, the pronouncement that they have made. So this is what this is how we hold them accountable.
1: For instance, All right. Um, uh, so, so, sorry to interject there, uh, Mr. Mapulani. We're going to continue the conversation after this. It's 10.30. Let me go to Nandika Biokas with the latest news headlines. I also see a couple of calls have been lined up, so I'll be taking your comments on the subject as well.
0: The Talking Point with Cathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
1: So we are looking at the accountability mechanisms that have been employed in terms of uh, the policies that concern higher education funding and the role that Parliament has played here. We're in conversation with Muthupi Mapulani, who is the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education, Science and Technology. Mr. Mapulani, I'll continue with you in the moment. Let me go to the phone lines, of course. If you want to get in touch with us, you can use the numbers zero double one seven one. 42006 Emmanuel in Cape Town, good morning
0: Good morning, Katie and uh, good morning to your guest um, Katie, it's, it's very very disappointing from the response of your guest there, with due respect to him, mm. it's absolutely disappointing that the issue of this student funding is not just starting today there have been several reports, experts, professors, mm-hmm. seminars on how to go forward on this issue of student funding. But you know what happened? We are playing politics with this student funding. And mm-hmm. that's and that is the end of it. There are reports the 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 the, 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 the university are there. How is it that by by now we are still talking of student funding with all these protests the uh, fees must fall and why hasn't the why is the parliament you have you are, you are asking your guests there what is their role as a supervisory bo- government body they are, they are i mean it, their role is not being is not seen that they are just they are dead they are coming up and giving they are just reacting to the problem they are not proactive you see so this somebody has died now. Tomorrow somebody will die again. Then they will call them again. They come now, they, they they make apology mm. for the death of the person. Mm. How does that bring the person back to death? How does it solve the problem? So it is more of a political issue. Yeah? Maybe the suggestion is not from your party, uh from, from my party, and so you you don't want to implement it. This is what is happening. And it's disappointing to hear that he says the ruling party um has discussed on it. How many years have they discussed on it? Yeah. And now, and now the, the, the department and the parliament, they have no solution now. So automatically, there's nothing that's going to be done. The students will still be killed. The parliament will still be uh, uh, you know, reactive and
1: things will go worse. All right. Emmanuel, thanks for the call. Emmanuel out in Cape Town. Let's take you to not so far from where Emmanuel is, as shown in the Eastern Cape. Hello.
2: Hi, good day, Kete, how are you?
1: I'm all right, thank you.
3: Good, good, thank you. Just quick condolences for the King and KZN, our heartfelt uh, feelings for that. On the issue of at at hand, it is very sad that we keep on entertaining parliamentarians, politicians, the leaders of this country. And there's just the repetition of the vocabulary exercise book lines that has been coming to our ears year after year. Mm. You've got a right to education in the Constitution. You've got a right to life. The letter is now being deprived by the deprivation of the right to education. We cannot have leaders who keeps on just putting jam on our mouths, just running their mouths for the sake of them being able to... They, This portfolio Chaperson you have, there's nothing new, nothing tangible, nothing constructive, nothing concrete that has come out of his mouth since you started the interview with him. Is it correct? A few weeks ago, Minister Keller ran his mouth about police killings. Not that it's correct, but now he cannot run his mouth about an innocent person that is killed. The Minister of Education has run a mouth about results, results. Mr. Bladen, the man, is running his mouth about budget, budget. What is the planning, monitoring and evaluation uh, (laughs) portfolio within the presidency doing by not holding these ministers, cabinet ministers, departments and officials to account.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it sounds like, Sean. It sounds like we need a, a different way of doing things because, you know, if Parliament can say, well, we acknowledge and we can see that the, the work that we, we have been promised is not being upheld, but that's about as far as, as, as we can go. Then, you know, who else do we run to? Where else do we go? Shown in the Eastern Cape. I'm
3: not 100% sure, but there is a provision within the Constitution somewhere around Section 195, if the experts could maybe check around there, that Parliament must be held to account Mm. and we must bring the entire Parliament into a motion of no confidence. It just cannot be acceptable that... This ongoing non-performance and delivery of our leaders and politicians must continue at the expense of taxpayers. And we must listen to the same old songs every single day, week, month, and year.
1: Mm. All right, Sean. Thank you so much for that call. Sean out in the Eastern Cape. Mr. Mapulani?
2: Yes, Kathy. I I think... uh, I I also share, you know, the the frustrations of the callers of Emmanuel and Sean. But I think we we also need to understand the separation of powers uh, that uh, is part of the architecture of our constitution, that the limits to which parliament can go, parliament does not determine the policy of government. The policy of government is determined by the executive and the ruling party. Our role is to make sure that the policy that has been determined by government is implemented. The commitments that government is making are realized within the budgets that have been allocated. And this is our responsibility. This is what we have set out to do. This is what we are doing. As Parliament. <clears throat> now, I've just indicated that uh, uh, part of the reason and, and, and the issue that sparked the protest was around the funding shortfall of NSF. And that was the decision that was taken by government. The Minister of Finance announced and the, the shortfall was not addressed until cabinet decided on Wednesday. And uh, there's not much that we can do as parliament to make resources available. But we are there, we do exist to hold uh, government accountable and we are going to have a conversation with the Minister of uh, Higher Education to talk to this issue of the missing middle, because that's where as a country we're experiencing problems uh, of attending to that gap. But we know that government has committed itself to providing funding for the poor and the working class students and that is something that government is doing no deserving student is not being funded so all the deserving students who are qualifying are going to be funded from now going forward
1: all right so that's all what yeah.
2: i can say on that issue uh, Katie. unfortunately there are limits to the extent to which we can do our work
1: Mr Motlopi Mabulani is the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education, Science and Technology. We're going to leave it there for this morning.